Hello, Rob. This is Robert and Rob of the Two Bobs. Hey, how's it going? That was, I guess that would be the Three Bobs podcast if you were on it. Yeah, we would. We would. Uh, we would make a, a great threesome. But we figured we'd we'd uh, take care of your. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we've been drinking already, Rob. We have started, and we we. Um, I listened to your show this week, and you were you were talking to another local podcaster. I guess not really local, but another podcaster that's. It's uh, part of the podcast HQ group, so that was kind of cool. But anyhow, again, it's Robert and Rob here, and uh, hey, we we enjoy your show, and hopefully, you give our our show a listen. Yeah, please do, and you can find us at uh, thetwobobs dot com, and uh, check us out. It's like we're being on the spot here. It makes me a little no, bit. No, we should have rehearsed better. We should. You you know you you just make me do this shit. We don't. You don't give me an opportunity to talk about it ahead of time. Well, I like you, Alexa. I like to surprise you sometimes. Don't don't chastise me in front of the listeners. Oh my God, you're very awesome, me. Now, if I if if we didn't have a show to do, I'd hang up on you. But I think at this point, we're going to probably have to hang up on Rob. See you later, Rob. Rambling Rob, I guess. Bye. What's Rob? Bye. Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. Anthem, you're ready for some random shit from Rob. Now everybody stand up and lift your arms. Put your hands in the sky like you're pinching stars. Go piss on Mars! What? It's so random, it's all gravy. The podcast is Rob's yeah, go crazy. Yup. No kind of shit like that. That's what Rob says when he runs off track. Fun fact, tuck that in your brain. Fuck that nuts as we act insane. In the fast lane, still smooth like butter. Rob, dude, you one cool ass brother. Motherfucker. You might hear that about every other word, but who's keeping count? The ramblings get so random, what's happening? I'm babbling. So much you can't handle me, chattering teeth. Sound like a battle axe bashing the beat. Don't laugh when I speak. Cause really, we're just some idiots. I ain't talking about a little bit. I'm talking fully illiterate. Like little kids trapped in a grown man's body. Acting a fool like Lindsay Lohan party. Like it's a part of your life, we party all night. Blackout, that's how we party it right. Hit the Walmart, cause we bored as shit. Instagram and upload the video. <laughs> look at look at Rob hanging out in the Walmart for no reason. Just Instagramming, he got his phone out, walking around looking at himself like, hey, look at me, I'm walking through Walmart. It's so random, Rob. It's so random, random. but that's what we love. Random ramblings with random Rob. Ramblings. Random ramblings. Motherfucking random freaking ramblings. motherfucking random freaking ramblings. Random ramblings. Random ramblings. Random ramblings. Blah, 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 blah. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts, you, you, you heard the spiel before. And if you're a new listener, I very so much appreciate you for giving me your time, your ear holes, so I can massage them also gently with my melodic tones. Got a uh, guest this week. We are um, one week removed from uh, WrestleMania. Um, we just had the superstar shakeup on Monday and Tuesday. They got a couple of interesting moves and um interesting call ups that I'm excited about. That's if you're a professional wrestling fan, then tune out whatever the fuck I'm saying, because I'm about to introduce my guest, which is Mike Fallick. Like a penis. Hard and long yeah. and girthy and everything. And girthy. uh <laughs> in any direction. In any direction. In any direction you want it to be. Whichever <laughs> up, down, vertical. My favorite thing when people say it's your it's your boy or it's your girl is it's used a lot with ads, 
like hip hop people will use it with ads. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, so in this case, where you used it, it is your boy. You, is, you know, everybody tunes in week to week to hear you and, and they're close to you. But when it's like, it's, it's your boy, the game, here to talk about Invisalign. It's like, okay, you're not, that's not you being my boy right now, game. Uh, I think that you're just trying to sell some, like, like that's going to get me to perk up and, oh, honey, turn the radio up. It's my boy, the game. Yeah, then there's just like, telling um, me to get dentures. Yeah, there's like, um, when you, li- I listen to, um, some professional wrestlers, they have their own podcast, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. They'll be sitting there, they'll be having a good conversation and everything. And he's like, hey, let me talk to you about True Car, you know, <laughs> and even getting into the whole spiel about True Car. I was like, motherfucker, you is paid millions of dollars in your time, thousands upon thousands of dollars. You ain't shopping around on a motherfucking True Car. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Uh, that's not true at all. Uh, I believe he had money problems at one point. Um, I think he does shop at True Car. I think he, I think he got, I think he kind of, uh, I think he kind of uh, went, went broke at one point. I, I vaguely recall that. I don't want to speak out of line, but I think he did declare bankruptcy at one point. A lot of those guys don't uh, save their money uh, too well. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who's to say? Because, damn, <laughs> he was like the top selling this motherfucker just alive, you know, when he was wrestling and everything. But, I mean, just as you said, I mean, people fall off. Look at Let's go back a little bit. Look at MC Hammer. Man had yeah. $30 million and he blew that shit. Went broke. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't save it. He didn't pay taxes. He had bad, he bad agents and things like that. He, he just, he just blew it completely. I am still finding out if he ever went broke. Maybe he didn't. Maybe like, let's find out if he, Maybe he he's not shopping a true car stone called Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, domestic violence. Oh, yeah, yeah, that this guy is not. A, he is he's not a good guy. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not buying anything from this guy. Um, uh, maybe, uh, maybe um, would cost the company millions. He might be shopping. He might be working at True Car. He might be selling cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy a car from him. He legally changed his name to <laughs> called Steve Austin. Ridiculous. Hey, he's now my least favorite wrestler. Who's the guy that choked out um, uh, Richard Belzer? He's my least favorite right now. Um, you know Richard Belzer? He's from Law & Order. Which which guy? Because like, I'm bad with names, but I know faces. So so um, he's, he used to be a very... He, he, was, he is still funny, but he used to be a comedian, uh, a stand-up comedian, and he would wear... Um, a blazer and his had his sleeves rolled up. Uh, that he sort of made that look infamous on stage. And uh, he was on Law and Order. He was a guy that was always wearing sunglasses on Law and Order. If you know, oh Law yeah, and yeah, Order. yeah, yeah, I got you. I know who you talk about. He's a red and guy, Hulk right? Hogan. I think choked him out on air, and he, he sued Hulk Hogan. Uh, another another bad guy, another another horrible person. Yeah, Hulk Hogan dropping in bombs and suing porno companies for millions of dollars. <laughs> well, they're suing the porno companies legitimate. Yeah, he, yeah. They stole. They 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 spied on him, but choking. He, he look it up. Look up the clip. Look up. Uh, st- uh, what you call it? Um, Hulk Hogan uh, chokes Richard Belzer, and he puts him in a sleeper hold and and drops him on the floor, and he's bloody on the ground, and he he, he sued him. And then these people just come back. Like I was telling somebody about that the other day. They they were talking about you know a lot of allegations have come out, and they're like people forget so quickly. Like that guy, 
Hulk Hogan choked someone out on TV. If you watch that clip, he yeah. just choked someone. It's not a show. He chokes him. He keeps choking him until he passes out. Uh, and now he's like getting reality shows again and doing and doing all this stuff. Like people, everybody forgets at a certain point how horrible people are. You know, they didn't forget about Hitler. Um, a lot of people. <laughs> I would say, oh, Rob, that's a pretty ignorant thing to say. A lot of people forgive Hitler, and a lot of people are Holocaust deniers. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because it just depends on how horrible you are, right? Yeah. It's like. Uh, uh, people, people do. People are horrible enough to decide that they want to forget those elements of it. You know, there's there's always somebody horrible enough to do it. But it's just a, it's a matter of how horrible are you. Some people are horrible enough to forget that Hulk Hogan choked out beloved comedian and Law and Order star Richard Belzer, and uh, other people are horrible enough to to forget about. Hitler. <laughs> I guess it's a, it's a whole it's a whole range of horrible. See, I don't I don't have any any doubt in people that they know that they know how to be terrible. It's 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 mostly a matter of waiting for them to do it. it it's great. Yeah. Now, um, had a question for you. Um, OK, I know little of Mike Fallick. Um, we, you know, yes. probably brushed across each other, maybe here and there across Twitter. Um, with this particular show that I do, I do not do any research because I like it to be a casual conversation. I'm getting to know you. You're getting to know me. That's how, that's just how I do. Yeah. So, um, when I look at your Twitter profile here, um, yeah. let's start a cult podcast, uh, animation yeah. production services. And the thing that jumps yeah, out to me. me, spiders will eat your face. A document, I was about to say a document. Yeah. Documentary. Um, with that yeah. that particular documentary, I've heard it uttered across many different podcasts. Um, I heard it on the uh-huh. uh, plugged on the Jupiter Boys. I heard it on the Secret Transmission podcast. I heard it on Is Anyone There? I've heard it thrown mm-hmm. around many places. So, are you behind that? Or are you? And gonna- so, of course, you of course you've seen it after hearing them on all those shows. You've gone and you've watched it. See uh, more disclosures. <laughs> um, along with not doing it, doing any research and everything, I'm upfront and honest with people. I've heard it so many. Oh yeah, times. I, 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 yeah. I've heard it so many times that I never watched it. So <laughs> now, but uh, historically, when I tell people that you know, when I'll be upfront and honest with them, historically, when they put me on the spot like that. I'm making an effort to go back and watch the things or listen to the things they bring up. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I should hope they should they should say that I'm behind it. It was it was an advertisement, you know. We're, we're very upfront about that. That's in the copy that they that the show is, is that it's an advertisement. You know, we we don't we don't um my production company doesn't try and you know uh w- that would be called sort of um uh like true car, you know, uh, what's yeah. called an endorsement. We we don't actually pay for endorsements. That, Podcasters should charge more for endorsements. Uh, so I hope you're not presenting it as endorsements. I've heard most of those ad spots and episodes where we're mentioned. So if I missed any and they're saying, we are, you know, I've come down to my ice cream shop and tell them Joe sent you. Like, they shouldn't be doing that. But, um, you yeah, know, it's, 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 it's an ad. It's a great, uh, it's, so what, it, like, without doing research, you've heard it uttered across lots of different shows. Yes. You've never thought to look into me, which is, which is okay. You know, we have big news today. We're now, um, on Hoopla, which is a, a media Hoopla! program that, that sends it to, to libraries. So if you want to watch it in libraries, it's a, it's a pretty big deal uh, for us. So you can go to your local library and watch it for free. Um, what do you what do you think you know about it after being uttered over all these different podcasts? 
Well, from what I've heard from um, podcast to podcast is um, a documentary on the um, how spiders become uh, pets or how that became a thing. From what I understand, mm-hmm. so yeah, how, how pet tarantulas became a pet in America. I'm a I'm 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 what's called in my work a pet history advocate, mm-hmm. um, which is which is not a a, a widely known thing. Um, essentially, pet history. Let's say you had six people in a room, right? Mm-hmm. And you were going to say, we're going to tell the story of these people in this room for the next six hours. Mm-hmm. And, but then when you were telling that story, you said, we're only going to show Becky. Uh, and you'd go, well, no, the story is about six people in a room. Why wouldn't you show the history of how Becky affected Dave and how Dave and, and, and Clara talked to Becky or whatever, making up these random names. That's what you're doing when you don't report on animal history, which is what history does at this point. There are all these different plants and life forms living in America. Yet when we talk about history, all we talk about is the documented history of uh, humans. And a lot of times, that's, that's the reason I think there's, uh, you know, these groups that go out there and, and talk about animal awareness is because we will talk about history and not include how, even if you're doing it as human history, you know, let's, let's not say it's evolutionary history or, or, or um, biological history, as it were, which is not what, what I'm advocating. What I'm advocating is if humans have affected animals in a certain way, you should, that should be a part of, of the history. And I first made a movie about hamsters, which was a really important movie about human history interacting with animal history because mm-hmm. hamsters were really the first pet to transition from just, you know, having a pet thing or a domestic farm animal that you cared about a little bit more, which is really what dogs and, and cats and uh, cows and, you know, uh, even birds to a certain extent, those were the first pets. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, they were farm animals. It was very recent into the 19th century that dogs really became overbred in purebred programs. And even in the pure breeding, dogs were being bred for farm purposes. These different breeds were never coming about for non-farm uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lap dogs started to come about as well. But those those are probably an exception because they didn't inspire the type of pet industry that hamsters did. Mm-hmm. Tarantulas have a totally different end of the spectrum because of course tarantulas are native to uh the the uh, southwest where you're from actually mm-hmm. uh, uh, from around louisiana all the way over to about um arizona is where the the, the tarantula you know the, the red meat mexican tarantula resides so what's important about that and i'm sure sure you know this is that that part of the country was not originally in the country. Mm-hmm. It was not part of the 13 original colonies and it wasn't, it didn't get incorporated until uh, much later. Even with the Louisiana purchase, mm-hmm. we still have to do westward expansion. And so it's a great story about how the history of, Mer- of America, the tarantula is mentioned all the time in the history of America. And it's this really key figure that sort of shapes exotic pets, um, and how they'll be treated. Um, one interesting thing that you might not hear in the in the episodes we only did this ad with certain of the of the podcast was uh racism has a huge amount to do with tarantulas. Mm-hmm. Um tarantula used to be a slur for abolitionists because um people from the south would call when they learned about tarantulas they just knew them as this giant spider and so it yeah. became this thing that um people that were in favor of uh secession would call abolitionists 
because what they call they thought it was this massive web that abolitionism was uh, oh like we just want to rope all these people in under this political kind of web and, and we're just trying to pull people into our cause as opposed to looking at the rights it was this way of distracting people from the actual issue at hand which was the, the maintaining the union and racism so, so they use the word tarantula and there's 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 all these parallels about human culture uh that are wrapped up in t- discovering new animals and discovering and animals being animals being a part of our uh, our history that we kind of forget because they're animals it's it's very clear that that type of language w- was pushed away and that's just one small part of the documentary or the racist implications of uh tarantulas Wow. I mean, I just got a history lesson there. Maybe I, I don't have to watch the documentary anymore. <laughs> that That is honestly, that's like five minutes. Oh, okay. That's the thing about it is if you look at, you know, do you have a, do you, are you into history at all? Uh, or is there any segment of history that you, you think about? Uh, I'm a, I'm a forward moving human being. I don't like to think too much about the past, but I, I understand the importance of it. I mean, I might, pick my pieces here and there if um i come across a documentary like my son is in the history so like i find myself you know walking in on hey you're looking at some uh egyptian pyramid stuff so i might sit and watch that with him he's really into like world war ii and all that era stuff so i catch mm-hmm. it every now and then but for me to just go out and search it on my own uh, not, I, it's not likely so you might you might the the hamster uh, documentary takes place around uh, post World War II. Post World War II really affects the history of the hamster. World War II affects the hamster a lot. But um, you know the the hey you hold your son by the way if you don't mind me asking fifteen fifteen so he was real this movie is like targeted towards people like that it's, it's for tweens and up. So that's it's it's rated P, uh, PG by the BBFC, which mm-hmm. is the British uh, rating system, and uh, so it's sort of targeted towards its humor. If you like history and things like that, you guys you guys might get a get a kick out of it. But you know, um, history is is not necessarily always important, but it's 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 a complicated thing, and it can be more fun, especially for someone like you that's not into it. I think a lot of times history is presented as this boring subject because you don't get to do the research. Yeah. You don't get to t- say, what do I care about at the time? You know, for you, for example, as a wrestling fan, you would want to go back and look at maybe all the different types of combat sports going on at the time. Because when there, the, the thing, the fallacy about history is that you're supposed to learn about just the big events. But of course, that's not how life works when you're experiencing it. At the time, when there is a huge tragedy or a huge windfall for a country, it affects everything, right? So if you were to just go back in time and learn about the history of combat fighting, let's say boxing, you know, it's not wrestling, but, you know, wrestling doesn't go far, too far back enough for you to really uh, do that. I mean, even wrestling, even if you were to do wrestling, you would learn all about the Contra and the Sandinistas. And you'd have to, in order to understand the conflict in Iraq and Iran, uh, you know, during Charlie Wilson's war, you would have to understand it because there were characters in wrestling that made reference to it. Yeah. So if you were to hardcore study wrestling, 
you would learn all about history. You would learn about it at the time because of necessity, because it affects those things. And that's, that's the, that's why I do animal history because you have to know about westward expansion in order to understand uh, tarantulas. You have to understand World War II and post-World War II life in America in order to understand hamsters, or, or I said hamsters the first time, but uh, I meant tarantulas the first time. Yeah. You know, that that's what's fun about it. If, if you like uh, tarantulas, you know, and it's a great, it's a great party trick documentary. Uh, both of them are. are. Are tarantulas deadly? Yes. No. Maybe so. Nope. 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 <laughs> no, Never not. one recorded death from uh, New World tarantulas, so any in America. Not one recorded death ever, even after many, many bites. Well, see, this could be the thing, though. This could be the um, the skew on that. There may not be any deaths from a tarantula bite, but there's probably deaths from tarantulas, like a motherfucker that's definitely afraid of them. Like, ah, tarantula, heart attack, dead. So would that be considered? The the title of the documentary uh, plays on that idea, which is to say – to be afraid of tarantulas living in America is literally one of the stupidest fears you can have. It is, there, there is like, you know, you could say to me, I have, um, a phobia of heights. And I would say, yeah, you fall off. It's, it's a phobia if you're, if it's affecting your whole life, but it's a, it can also be a fear. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a phobia. It doesn't have to be an irrational fear. Um, I would say arachnophobia is always an irrational fear if you live in America. It, it is so unlikely that if you see a spider, it will do you any damage. They are they are one of the least dangerous uh, creatures living in America, especially in, in other countries. It's a legitimate fear. There are more deadly spiders in other countries, but really worldwide, it's a wimpy subfamily. You know, it's not it's not a it's not a, a, a really going to get you. They they there's a few heavy hitters, but even in the documentary, you can see I go and I meet some black widows and. Uh, we talk about how those people handle them, and and you know you live in a developed nation. Yeah. Nothing, you're really not going to die from a from a poisonous bite. That's really what the 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 fact is there. Cool. And um, spiders will eat your face. And I know you just said you had the one about the hamsters. Um, these uh, documentaries is a series, right? It's a trilogy, isn't it? The Animal Saga. So there's there's. Uh, hamsters, uh, a history or hamsters, the history, depending on where you live in, in the country and world, um, is the first one. Then it was, uh, the goldfish bowl death by glass, which is the second one. And then the last one is, uh, the tarantulas movie, uh, spiders will eat your face. Goldfish bowl one is another, you know, group think is my, my podcast. Let's start a cult, which I don't know if you've heard that. I know you're coming in fresh, but it's all about groupthink, and, and a big part of what I do is I make stories where there are things that everybody thinks, and so you can look like a Snapple Fact Factory if you just watch all my documentaries. You know these, you can learn about these things that are sort of myths uh, along the way. The Goldfish Bowl uh, is deadly. It is, it is without a doubt, except for one species of fish, the betta fish. It is without a doubt a deadly device to put a fish in. Um, it will die 100. percent And funny. that movie. That's funny because sorry, um, I said that's funny because we we just bought a betta fish for my youngest kid <laughs> like a day ago. They are nigh unkillable. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're a betta, it typically lives depending on how long it's been in the shop. You know, 
eight, eight months to, to, to three years, depending on how well you take care of it. They live in, um, uh, marshes. They live in, uh, they live in rivers, but they often will travel and get caught in, uh, like, uh, rice paddies in, in Asia. That's where they, they're, they're native to. And so they get caught in stagnant water ponds and things like that. And they, they survive. Um, and they're sometimes even raised in, uh, rice paddies. Although I didn't find any evidence that that was true. Mm. That was anecdotal. Um, but yeah, they're great, great pets. The beta did not become popular until about a decade or two ago. The goldfish bow, though, has been around for a very long time and they still sell them. Mm-hmm. They sell tons of them. And, you know, the, the documentary is talking to people about how frustrating it is to sell, um, the fish to anyone that it goes beyond goldfish that people don't want to listen to animal experts um and, and you know fish obviously are less sort of personable than other animals but it's very sad to see these experts in aquariums say yeah people come in here and it's not just the goldfish who are by the way food um <laughs> yeah. and the only reason they are in stores is to feed uh other other fish um that that might eat them uh, or, you know, uh, uh, big turtles and things like that, that the owner believes it's right to feed them, you know, live food, uh, which there was a debate on that as well as to whether even goldfish should be kept at all in stores. One, one pet store owner told me that there's no reason that they should be around here. Um, but, uh, they, it's not just cheap fish. You know, you're not, uh, uh, I have one guy who said people come here and they buy $200 fish. And they're talking about the layout, and they're talking about the, the thing in the aquarium. And you'll look him in the face and say, "He will die. The, 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 the fish you're going to put in there will die if you put it in that setup." It doesn't matter because people treat these things like they're decorations. They don't take on the thing of it being a life, and they inevitably do kill. Forget about the price for a second, even though it is ridiculous. I mean, usually a rare fish that's made a journey across the entire world on the auspice that someone is going to love it better than the ocean can, which wants to kill it all the time, Uh, to kill it because of ignorance, because that's not how their tank looks in their house. It's very sad when you look at it that way. Yeah. We we bought this thing, and, um, you know, the kid always wanted a pet, and, you know, I wasn't caving on it, and I wasn't about to damn buy no fish tank. But um, she got a little bit older now, and um, I guess she wore down on my wife's nerves and everything, and she caved. So um, we went to PetSmart, and she was like, right off the bat, she wanted a goldfish. So we she yeah. picked one, and then the lady came over. She was like, um, all right, you want a goldfish? Well, they get this big. Uh, they can uh, eat. Mm-hmm. They can overeat if you feed it too much. Um, uh, so let me life say, cycle. because this is an audio medium, goldfish grow to be about the size of an average human head. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, you know, I talked to people in the movie and uh, without sort of saying it so bluntly, they show me their goldfish and I'm, by presenting facts around it, you know, as the viewer, that goldfish is going to die. Yeah. Uh, and they, they do, they do. And that's that's pretty much what she says. She's like, you know, they tend to see the overeat. They get really big. They outgrow their tanks pretty fast. So you'll be spending money trying to get a tank to suit the fish. And she's like, 
they die pretty easy. <laughs> She's like, you don't want that. So she was upfront and honest. Let me horrify the audience even more. Uh, the way they die typically is, uh, if this is horrifying enough, they drown in water. What? Um, gold, goldfish produce, all fish produce, uh, all, 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 all uh, oxygen using uh, living creatures, I believe, uh, produce ammonia as a byproduct yeah, yeah, of taking air that. because there's nitrogen and hydrogen in air. And we, we, we produce small, small amounts of uh, uh, ammonia. Uh, we don't really do it that much, but uh, especially fish do. They almost all produce ammonia. Um, they, uh, uh, when doing this, different fish have different rates of ammonia depending on their, their size of their you know, environment or, or their, their processes. So a fish will turn, a goldfish will turn the oxygen in its water. Uh, it'll take it out breathe it in and then breathe out um ammonia as part of as part of what it breathes out into the into the air. And so it then starts to breathe in through its gills and there's no oxygen in the air and so it drowns it, by breathing in water and there being no oxygen in it in its own tank. Sweet. That's like right? A horrifying way to to go. I mean, it, and that's like your life or whatever, man, and you just to die that way is just fucking sucks. <laughs> There's like a daggone. But it's um, amazing. It's like if you're a, sh- it's a amazing chef or something. It's like if you're a chef or something, you just you die choking on food or some shit. It's just like I don't know. That's not right. Well, well, it's, it's even sicker than that. It's like a. Sh- it's like it's like having a chef and saying like, "Look, for you to stay alive in this apartment, I've given you money. Okay, so here's this pile of money over here, and so, and if you don't pay, you know, the fee." To stay in this apartment, like it will sink into the bottom of the earth. And so, but instead of cooking people food, the chef starts cooking the money. Yeah. That's that's what it's more like. That it that it the the, the very animal itself, you know, it, thinking it's surviving is killing itself. Sad. It's, it's even more ironic than you thought. Now, um, with these documentaries and everything, I mean, just like. What brought this up? What made you want to pursue these and, you know, documentaries? What made you want to do them? So, uh, this goes along a lot of lines, but I, uh, uh, hmm, it's an interesting question. I I have to, I'll have to clarify about it because there's too many different lateral angles to it for me. Uh You know, I I make movies full time and so there's there's lots of of different answers to it. What made me want to make movies about animal history? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's answer that one. Um, I got a hamster. I'd never had a, a fuzzy animal in my life. I'd owned, uh, not owned, I'd, I'd had as pets. I was a pet guardian. I try not to say owner. I, I've, I've had red-eared sliders for a while, which I did buy a tank for. It's fairly simple. Uh, uh, these are sometimes known in cities as Chinatown turtles, another kind of very abused pet. Um, I got these hamsters, and... In having pets, I always do tons of research about them. Um, I think that that's I, I, one of the things I say in the goldfish documentary. So I wouldn't. Have, this was the second one, um, so I wouldn't have known this when I started. But I'm of the opinion now you should have to have a license in order to have any pet. Um, you, you should have to take, like we have, with maybe not a hard license to get, but the idea that you can take home a car and you have to take a test to see if you know how to use it. I don't see why, if there's a life at stake, which is an animal, why you shouldn't be forced to take a test on a goldfish and and state at least that the story that 
someone gives you a certificate saying you know how, what to do with this animal. That's that's my opinion at the moment. Is that yeah. you, sh- you should have to have a license for it. Um, and so I uh, made this movie, and I took this, this animal. I, I took this animal home, and was very close to it. Was learning more and more about it. And every single fact about hamsters when I had this hamster was unbelievable to me. Their history was so incredible and the, the the research that had done on them uh, on them was so incredible and they were these elaborate animals and there were all these questions that I genuinely thought were so bizarre and I thought people in my world and this goes to the podcast as well is that I thought people in my world were not were okay being ignorant in the face of astonishing facts simply because they're not directly relevant to their life and to a certain extent animal history is important even though it may not directly affect humans, but we definitely affect animals. And everyone is always surprised when an animal goes extinct, except for the people that have been trying to save it for years. Yeah, uh, they they know it's happening. And part of that is is that it's easy to say, well, what does animal what is what does hamster history have to do with compared to World War Two? I'm not sure that the the struggles compare. No, but there's a there's a there's a wanton level of ignorance that goes into the idea of saying. I don't care at all what these hamsters are doing, you know. I, to, 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 especially when it's so casual in your life. The thing that when I was uh, making the movie and explaining it to, to to anyone that was helping me, which was very few people, but um, I would say you can whatever time of day it was, if the store was open or if it wasn't open, I'd say we could go around the corner right now and buy a hamster and. The fact is, is that that's almost in every corner uh, of every city. There's usually a pet store in every town. There's a pet store that sells hamsters. And yet, how did they get here? Mm-hmm. And that question sits with people very spookily. Yes, yeah, so uh, I mean, because you've never seen one running around in your house. You've never seen one running around in a field. So, how are they here? Why are they here? What are they? Where do they even come from? all of a sudden your world becomes very alien and strange to you. And so it's not necessarily that it's important, but it was that everyone was going around with that level of ignorance and not addressing it, that that I could bring that sensation to people and then get rid of it and maybe want to make them learn more about animals. Um, and that was really what inspired it. That that feeling, that, that, that creepy feeling you all had right now that you don't know the answer to the question, talking to your listeners, you don't know the answer to that question I just asked unless you've seen the movie. That that eerie feeling that comes over you when you ask yourself that, I didn't want that anywhere in my life. And I, and I love animals. So it was an, an easy an easy uh, fix to make. So who, who the hell thought it was a good idea to make a motherfucking snake a pet? That's what I want to know. A snake pit? A snake, a pet. <laughs> oh, um, well, snakes, snakes. So I don't know a ton about it, but snakes come about after, um, uh, whatchamacallit, after tarantulas. Tarantulas sort of, uh, uh see, when you, once you, once you open up trade through the Panama Canal and, uh, uh, you know, shipping between, um, the Caribbean and, well, the Caribbean's been open for a while because of slaves, but, but once you start to go from, uh, the Caribbean not being enough to service the world because they want that tropical climate stuff. And you start to have a lot of trade from South um, America to the rest of the world. Exotic, uh, you know, tropical pets become a lot of the, the rage. Uh, uh, snakes um, 
are are another one of these animals that are you know not domestic but very much much kept after. Um, I, I would have to say those those a lot of pets start around the same time around the 1950s. Once we have a lot of money after World War II to have hobbies and there's this big economic boom and so people have money to buy things like uh, pets and of course you need the invention of uh, a lot of electronics to make snakes a pet. Uh, even though in other parts, that's why in other parts of the world, um, snakes probably are pets. You know, I'm more of an expert on America. Um, yeah. I would imagine in, in, in Asia, snakes are pets for a while because there's a large tropical region uh, that had deal with snakes. Uh, so you could keep it in your house and let it get all the comfort it needed or something like that. As opposed to in, in America, we, um, in order to have uh, tropical things in our in our houses, we need to accommodate the, the massive weather change. So you need bulbs, you need a cheap way to create heat bulbs and things like that, which really doesn't happen until after uh, World War II. Um, and so a lot of the, 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 the first air pump for like uh, a tank, if you're talking about fish, doesn't happen until uh, like right after World War II. Um, there's some before, uh, but but it's, it's all about access. Essentially, as soon as we are, when you talk about whose damn idea it was, as soon as we are able to keep pets of a certain animal, as, as weird as it seems, we do it almost right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's odd. Uh, we do it almost as soon as we can keep that, that pet inside, uh, as soon as we can accommodate it. Um, there, uh, have you ever uh, interacted with a, with a snake? Fuck and no. <laughs> So snakes are one. There's a lot more snakes that can that can uh, fuck you up than yeah, there are tarantulas that can. But but uh, snakes have a unique ability uh, that other reptiles don't, which is that the more they interact with humans, uh, uh, that's not the only species that has this, but the more they interact with humans, uh, especially with touch, um, the friendlier they are. Um, it's a very odd thing. Where so like I I have uh, water turtles or terrapins as they're properly known, um, and they've they've learned to trust me over sort of more conventional training in in me being upset if they try and bite me and learning that my touch is trusting and I'm not trying to hurt them and, and things like that. Um, closer to what you would do with a wild dog or something like that. Uh, same with iguanas and a lot of the other uh, lizards. They learn to be friendly via the same kind of training. With snakes, there's this thing, and I don't know a ton about it, but essentially if you just play with a snake every day, you let it like run through your fingers, it will kind of automatically get friendlier. It's a, it's a very bizarre uh, uh, thing. That's not to say that you won't get bitten, but uh, when you deal with any animal, you're going to get bitten. I don't know anyone that owns an animal that can bite that has not been bitten by uh, that animal. Uh, it's, it's That's a fallacy of pets. Yeah, it that's happens. A, as we call it on Let's Start a Cold, that's a, that's a piece of group think that we don't address. Every pet that I've owned has bit me, and I know that every pet that somebody else has owned has bit them because that's how they that's how they attack. That's how they defend themselves. That's how they express uncomfortability as opposed to you. It's the same way it works with friends. Every friend I've had has yelled at me because you learn where these people's limits are, as you do with any animal, you know, um, Biting is their way of expressing themselves. That's really their only way of expressing themselves. Or sometimes urinating on stuff. That's and they do that too. They do all of it. So, I've never urinated on any of my friends. So okay, it's I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> have you ever peed on any of your friends? And what what the hell is you doing to make no. them yell at you? <laughs> 
Oh, you your friends don't yell at you. Friends have never gotten angry at you. Um. All right. I. I let's let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody has. That's, that's yeah. how we know a creature's limit. Yeah. Is they have a way of striking, and and hopefully you're a type of person where when your friend gets angry, they choose to talk to you or yell at you rather than hit you or kill you. Yes, I don't have any of those friends. They're not above ground anymore. <laughs> Good to know. So they're now mole people. Very, very <laughs> exactly, is that, is that exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, podcasting. You, you host a podcast as well. Um, I like to ask this to fellow podcasters: What brought you to podcasting? When did you discover podcasting? And after discovering podcasting. What made you decide to start your own podcast? I was a stand-up comedian from a very young age. I started to get good at it. I then discovered podcasting and thought that was the future, and so abandoned stand-up comedy. I started to get small little gigs when I was uh, uh, an an older teenager, young adult. I found it boring. I found the, the genre tedious of stand-up comedy, I switched to podcasting. It was that it was that easy in my mind. I saw it as the future and, and that was it. I will still sometimes use uh, uh, open mics as a way to write, but really um, I'm not interested in stand-up anymore. My co-host is a, is a stand-up comedian and uh, he loves it and we've had conversations about it, but, but, but that was it for me. I love audio. I love being in audio world. I, I love where we are right now. That's where the audience is with us. That's where I am. It's a different world. Um, when you deal with non-visual based formats, you can actually do a bit of, this is going into uh, higher, oh, I sound so educated. <laughs> Let me talk in my Fraser Crane voice. When you use non-visual mediums, you can use what's called uh, mental grunt work in, to create a world great. For example, right now, Rob, do you, do you see that large, that large elephant spanking that, that pig in the distance? <laughs> Rob, look closely. I don't know about um. Look closely at. I don't know. Look closely at the elephant. Rob, listen to the words coming out of my mouth. Okay. Do you see the elephant spanking that pig right over there? It's not a pig. It's a monkey. He's spanking a monkey. Oh, you're right. It's a it's a pig like monkey. Oh, that monkey has really let itself go. (laughs) Oh, hold on, Rob. You, Mr. Monkey, you're very fat, Rob. Call the monkey fat with me, please. You're fat monkey. (laughs) You are a fat monkey. Oh, and now, do monkeys have five fingers? Because if so, go over and count to see if that's the middle finger he's he's giving us. And what has it done to upset the elephant? There you go. We can go anywhere (laughs) in audio world. And that's my favorite thing. It can be as extreme as that, or to the fact that you and I are sort of in a space right now that is like we're we're meeting in person, and now your listeners here with us, and it's uh, it's that that's that's appealing to me. It's it's that mental growth work can take you somewhere else. Yeah, and um, what the shows like um, what I, where I heard your advertisements for the documentaries and everything, like the Jupiter Boys, and um, is anyone there? I mean, those shows are like that. Um. With the Jupiter Boys, they pre- present hypothetical situations and everything that make you think about, hey, what if I was in that situation? Or if um, the other show is anyone there, um, they it's pretty much uh, old timey on air radio show and shit. You know, they pretty much 
improv the whole show and everything, you know, and then it leaves everything to imagination. They incorporate sound effects and stuff, but still, you got a vision, you got to visualize that stuff, you know. Yeah, that mental grunt work—that's the big thing of it. And those shows, uh, we we sponsored uh, tons of shows, you know, from from fantasy football things to to, to things like that. Um, uh, we're happy to do that for those people. Um, the the thing that I'm drawn to is that, um, especially with me and and my co-host, is we can go into this uh, about about you know our shows about groupthink about things that in which all my work is really about groupthink is things that you don't really think about things that you're accepting because you've never thought to question them as we call it hack thought and um for us our our show is sort of a, a mental arena where we're, we're diving into one of our our uh, thought processes and, and it's this way i interact with uh, my co-host uh, that i can't interact with him with anywhere else it's a it's it's a place you can be you should be treating every episode as this weird cyber cafe that even right now you and I are communicating through, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you can let yourself be transported, um, it gets a lot more fun to dive right into to the fantasy. Um, yeah. And the Jupiter boys have subsequently, you know, uh, they've contributed to, uh, our show. We do, we do our survey segments, um, which I'm happy to do on the air with you and, and you, we can replay them on my show. If, if you're, if you're into that, you know, we do, we um we do these survey segments where we ask people about pieces of groupthink uh, along the lines of do you know why hamsters are here? Um, but we usually usually more uh, opinion based uh, that we find out where where hack thought lies. Where are these thoughts that you're not doing any any cleaning out of? Um, and and I like so people that are sort of different thinkers appeal to me. Uh, that's why I like the the, the, the Jupiter Boys. They're very close to my those 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 fellows. <laughs> I like them a lot. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, you're talking about the survey thing. We can do that. I'm down with that. We got time. If you got time. Yeah. I got time. I mean, we can keep talking. We can do it right at the end. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Now, um, tell us before we even get into that. I mean, it's a segment in your show. Tell us more about your show. So try not to do plug. I mean, I know we talked about the documentary. I'm always passionate to talk about the, the film work because it's a, a big accomplishment for me. I, I uh, when I when I did the film work, you know, I dug up stories about tarantulas that have that have been forgotten. Honestly, I went through years and years and years, uh, hundreds of years of newspapers reading, and found stories about tarantulas uh, that, that aren't there. And so I'm passionate to talk about. It. I try not to talk about the show outside of the show. Um, go listen. It's, it's, I try even not to do plugs because I don't think that's why people tune in. Um, you know, it, it's a really good show. It's, it's, uh, in my opinion, not no offense to you, Rob, no. or to any other podcasters. It's the, it's, in my opinion, it's the best podcast in the world. Um, we, uh, I'll give you the quick hits. We've talked to, uh, legal prostitutes. We've talked mm-hmm. to, uh, world famous comedians. We've, we've spoken to, um, uh, people that, uh, you know, a, a sunny, uh, sex experts, lots of sex experts trying to generalize all these things. We've, we've talked to ASMR artists. We, we talked to lots of people and that's just bonus segments for the show. Yeah. Really the bulk of the show is, is things that I bet I could find a thing that you haven't thought about, you know, right, right now. What's the last thing that upset you, Ron? Um, I'll instead use my, my podcast Jutsu on you. Instead of, go listen to that article podcast. But instead of do, talking about the show itself, I will use my Jutsu on you right now. 
uh, my podcast Jutsu. What's the last thing that annoyed you? Um, just people talking about things that they don't uh, quite understand. You know, like a particular it's amazing, inc- right? Yeah, a particular incident. Um, we were at work, and somebody were doing was doing something at work that they weren't supposed to be doing at work when said person got called out about the thing they weren't supposed to be doing at work. They got mad and offended that somebody called them out on the thing they weren't supposed to be doing at work. So did they try to lie. They tried to justify it, which that's what annoyed the shit out of me. I was like, well, you know, you're not supposed to do it. And you're sitting here trying to justify the means of why you are doing it. And it was just, it's fucking ridiculous. Do you think you're a good liar? Me? No. <laughs> yeah. No. It's 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 there's there's a whole thing there with lying, which is that uh, it's the inverse of this is a piece of groupthink, which is that people that lie all the time, of course, in order to lie, they believe they are good at it. You yeah. can't lie if you think you're good at it. But in fact, and and this is this is this is where a groupthink thing that we might even talk in the show. Um. You are a better liar if you never lie, because, of course, the pressure will be on for you to to act like normal. If you think about muscle memory and the way we talk and the way we react and the way we we logic things out and the way we present things, someone who lies all the time is constantly making things up. And so Mm -hmm. their, uh, uh, their muscle memory is always false. It would only work if you lied 100% of the time. Then you would be very good at lying. Those people actually do get away with lying. People that take up false identities, for example, do, yeah. do, do get away with it. Because, of course, they never stop lying. But if you have to tell the truth sometimes, and you have to lie a lot of the time, you're not going to be good at it because you're splitting the difference. But if you never lie... You're going to be great the one time you have to lie because a you have all this credibility and b you 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 your muscle memory is to do the thing that you do naturally, which is to speak honestly and things like that. And so you'll get away with one or two lies if if you if you never lie. But if you sometimes lie and then you don't lie, you're not enough in practice. You're you're too splitting the fence. It's one of those weird things where people that think they get away with. I have that all the time. It's like I'm sure that person not doing that thing at work, like. They think they're getting away with it. Like that—that's the thing that I always talk about with with, with lying and, and and deceiving people and, and trying to get away with stuff. It's like I'm just waiting to call you out. Like I just don't have the time to call you out at the present because I'm sure when they got called out, it wasn't the first time somebody knew. Yeah. Yeah. The- <laughs> Can you say what they were doing? Uh. Without being specific or whatever. Um. Having certain items on posts that they're not supposed to have. On on posts? Is that what you said? Yeah, on our, where we work it. Okay. So they, 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 they brought something they weren't supposed to bring into work. Yes. That that, that they that they weren't supposed to have there. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a bad one too, because there's physical evidence. Yeah. That's not you know what I mean? It's right there. You can't you you can't get away with it. Well, it's, it's, um, it's a one thing, thing we. It's one of those things to where like, all right, you can have it, but you're not really supposed to be using it. Or you, you kind of get where I'm talking about now. So yeah, yeah, and yeah. And like other people come by and they see you 
with this thing and they know you're not supposed to have it, but you still have it out visible. And, you know, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) One thing we have talked about on the show before is, is, um, should you, should you, uh, one of the survey questions, if you, if we can, I guess you can start out. It's a good transition for something you've been annoyed by. Yes. And I guess you're going to have to eat, you're going to have to eat crow if, depending on how you answer here. Uh, one of our questions was, should we ever lie? Ha. You shouldn't, but even saying that is a lie. <laughs> well, I think should is, should, should is a very, uh, uh, a grand word here. I'm I'm saying, Rob, you're you're writing the uh, Hammurabi's Code, the Ten Commandments of this new world. Should we lie? I'm writing it down. I've got a stone out, and I'm going. Okay, Rob, what's next? What about lying? Should people lie or not lie? Th- that would be the thing about it. If I was writing rules or whatever, I don't think that would even come as a thought to my mind. You know. There you go. That's classic hack thought group think is that you never thought to, to circle back around to that opinion. You never thought to go back to saying, well, sh- sh- should people, should I be honest all the time? I'm of the strange opinion that we should be honest all the time. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, we should. Cause I mean, you putting up a false persona for people to, you know, and that's the thing so, about lies. You know, I mean, people do it to kind of like, keep secrets most of all and um not truly letting people in it's like a trust issue thing you know yeah that's what i think i think no matter how small the lie there's no reason to do it uh there's no there's no we haven't talked about this a a lot on the show but but i don't think you should lie ever and a lot of times people say what about white lies you know to to, to soften the blow or something else what are you softening the blow for what, why can't this person know the truth? You know, uh, nobody ever lists when they say we should lie on, on my show. They never say, well, what if you're in danger? No one ever, no one ever lists that. Um, they never list real reasons. Only, only one person listed acting as, as lying. Or, or two people yeah. that listed acting as lying. But that's out of dozens of people we've asked, should you lie? So that's how you know it's, you don't really need to lie. What about- no, there's no reason to do it. I'm along, you're not letting people in. What about you know? porno? Like, oh, like, oh, what about porno? Should we lie about porno? No, I mean that—that's a lie. I mean, I guess that would be acting at the same time too. <laughs> well, those are real penises and vaginas, as far as I can tell. Yeah, but sometimes um, it's just like they're not really erect, or the girl's not really having a good time. You know, so. Well, that's it. That's that's what I would respond to uh, acting as well. Yeah, that's, Is that's what I was an saying. illusion. Yeah, that's, that's the art form of illusion. That's that's not lying per se. They're not trying to. This is illusion for the sake of entertainment. That's that's not a lie in the classic Galaxy Quest sense of the word lying. That tell him like he's a child. No. Um, like it's not. <laughs> it's it's. I don't really think that that's uh, lying unless you get into those extreme circumstances. It is a it is a performance mm. uh, which requires a a alternate reality. Um, like but, professional uh, wrestling, uh, you know. Like what? Like professional wrestling, <laughs> right? You know, um, there's a conceit that this is that this is a a lie for the storyline. But of course, the things are still there. The people in porn are still attractive to you, even though they are sometimes presenting an illusion of enjoying it. It might be hour four of having that thing inside them, yeah. and they might not 
really be as keen on it as they want to be, but that that's not the point of it. The point they're doing it is to do it is to 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 please you, uh, to, to to make you happy. It's the same thing with wrestling is that you are still attracted to the uh, physical feats going on in it, but that doesn't necessarily mean the fiction has to be real. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really think they need the story in professional wrestling. I'm not sure why they do it. Yeah. I think that if if they came out and just did the wrestling tricks, everyone would really be into it. <laughs> I think they would. Oh, one thing I saw was like, one guy won a championship, and then they had these pictures of him crying because he was so happy he won, like it was American Idol. And I was like, it's fake. He didn't win anything. It's ridiculous. Like, we don't need to push the fiction that far. It's not a real award. Like, he won it. That's awesome. But it's not a real belt. It was won via the fact of fiction. You, you know, it's it, that was odd to me watching this photo of this guy crying and happiness tears. It's like that is weird. That's like a weird. I'm not going to connect with you about that issue. Well, like, like I'm not. It's not like when someone wins American Idol. I'm like, oh man, yeah, they've been trying to get a singing career and now they got it. Now they got this contract. Like they're crying with happiness. That's great. It's a story. Well, it's the, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same thing too with professional wrestling. I mean, it's a job for the most part, and you want to be rewarded for your hard work and efforts toward this job. So, but the guy that loses is working just as hard. Yeah, no, but you got to be a stellar performer in and out of the ring to be even chosen to be a part of that storyline to win a fiction fictional belt. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying. Let me let me just clear it. What I'm saying is, if part of the storyline is that at the end of it, he's so happy about winning that he breaks into tears. Like, it's not it, like, like that to me is an odd storyline that I don't connect with. It might work with other people, but that to me, that storyline is, is an odd thing. Uh, that, that I think is a little bit too deep into fiction to say that he would be crying as if it was a, a real, you know, contest. Well, yeah, I mean, I just look I at it. I genuinely believe that, that this wrestler maybe thought he had won. That yeah. he's a bit delusional. That's how, that's how it came across to me. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm just more in the fact of like, you know, motherfuckers will go wrestle for like 10, 11 years, you know, surgeries, hurt themselves for our entertainment. And then for a company to, you know, invest in them to, you know, put them in the forefront of their product and everything like that and to even book them in this fictional storyline to where they would win this title, you know, that's where the emotion would come from. The, you know, the non-story aspect of it, the business part of it, like this company believes in me to put me as the face of their product. And, you know, that's, so that's what I'm saying. Part. That logic I get, that logic I totally get and I'm there with you. That doesn't make sense in the world of a wrestling fiction, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Oh, for that like, to be the plot, that point. shouldn't have come. I up. got you. Okay, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if the plot point is, is that is that okay? Well, maybe if they brought that up in it, maybe, but it would kick me out of it. it would, I would not really enjoy enjoy that element of it. Um, but you know, res, wrestling is great. So, are you into like? Do you watch? Um, any other sort of physical stuff? Like, have you ever seen Chinese acrobats? Like, a uh, classic Chinese circus stuff? Um, just in clips. Not really sought out after. Yeah. That's interesting. In it's, it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch whole Chinese circuses. But it's, 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 pr it's pretty cool. Yeah, because, I mean, that's just like a different level of discipline, too, man. Oh, I think, I think they're pretty close. I mean, it's, it's incredible what the, I actually think that like it's, it's similar physical fitness between the both of them. Like it, 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 wrestling is, is 
this is oh man, I sound so educated. Wrestling is of course from the school of, of clown science, uh, not to call them clowns, but uh, the it is the same entertainment school. It's it's falling down in order to entertain. That that's that's uh, clowning as as a very uh, basic art form. Uh, so it's a little bit tougher to be a clown or a stuntman, as as it were. You know, yeah, I mean, that, show, uh, you show, gotta get hurt. Yeah, like show wrestling. That, that was like born in a circus. It was like a carniac. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Have you ever wrestled yourself? Have you ever wanted to wrestle? Yes, I've always wanted to, and I got an opportunity to, but like nothing. I never had an actual match, but I did all the training, and I helped train, and so on and so forth. Oh, you gotta now. You gotta. What? I gotta what? You have the training. You gotta wrestle. Oh man, I, I'm 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 fine with the opportunity that I had to be there and do what I did, and I'm I'm good. <laughs> the the see, it's not like if somebody Vince McMahon kicked my front door open right now, he's like, "Come wrestle for the WWE." I'll be like, "All right, everybody, pack this shit up and let's go." But like for me to just but go, you got to start somewhere. Getting to a league, oh you got oh you gotta. I really want to see this happen. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I mean, if it was like a one-off thing, like I can do it this one time and never do it again, maybe I would entertain it. But for me to just try to make it a thing now, nah, I'm I'm, I'm beyond that. Can I make one request? Then I know you have Instagram and Twitter. Okay. What if uh, I imagine your 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 15 year old is, is is female identifying? Is she, is she much smaller than you? Well, no, my 17 year old is the female. My middle child is the 15 year old. That's the boy. Are they both much smaller than you? Yes. I believe that your audience is owed a video in which it looks like your, through your, your, your wrestling fault, it looks like one of your kids, like, throws you. You know what I mean? I think they, I think they, at the very least, I want to see that. At the very least, I want to see it where it, it looks like, your your tiny children are throwing you across the yard. Come on, we're at least owed that. Okay. We're at least owed one of your kids looking like they close armed you. Okay, I, I, I'll work on that. It, it won't be like right away, but when I when I when I get <laughs> oh, it together, no. work on it. That's what I want. I want it to really look like these tiny children are <laughs> throwing you around. Oh, you want a whole theatrical production? <laughs> I said, yeah, you want a whole theatrical production and everything. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe even a storyline. One of one of those Instagram stories that's a swipe across where it's like, You better do your homework, your kid gets all angry. And then <laughs> and then and then you're in the yard and, and he just throws you. I, like a whole a whole series I think is what is what people are, are aching for. Oh, I would watch I would watch all of those. I know, that's interesting. I mean I got all this fancy camera equipment now, so maybe that's something I should focus on. <laughs> Oh come on! Now I was I, I was about to say you know maybe you don't have someone there to hold the camera. Now you have you have the wrestling. If I had wrestling training, I would be making videos. One of the things I do do with my ferret is I will pretend that he is like pinning me on the ground so that it looks like it looks like this tiny thing. Nobody's watching it, but it's a, a game that I play because he finds it fun to make it think that he's restraining me. <laughs> uh, now that you have fancy camera equipment, you 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 got to got to make it look like your children are throwing you around like you're like they're go go ten and trunk you know you've got to do that now <laughs> all right that's, that's, I, 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 won't, I, won't, I, I won't dismiss it but I, i'll put some thought into it and i'll try to game plan it <laughs> all right do you want to do these questions we can run through them yeah let's go on and get it done 
All right, so let me pull them up here. We're pulling them up. I'm using my pulling up tool, loading them into my screen right now using my magical abilities of clicking. Okay, question one. We shouldn't get upset about people making fun of our mothers. Yo mama jokes, etc. E.g., our mothers are full-grown adults, and they likely don't know our moms if they're making fun of them. This is a true statement. I I, I concur with this. <laughs> uh, Do you get upset, though, about if someone makes fun of your mom? I mean, no. Not now as an adult. As a kid, it chapped my ass, but damn, not now, no. But it really got you angry as a kid? Oh, hell yeah. I was, I was you ain't gonna talk about my mama like that. <laughs> but then I was like, my mom don't know you, you don't know my mom, just like you said, and it's like, I don't think she would give a shit. <laughs> Number two. We should rename blowjob. Yes. Because, I mean, what are you blowing? This is not a fucking trombone, a trumpet, or nothing like that. <laughs> now, although trombone, or tr- trombone is a good name for a penis. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now, now yeah, see, that was, I was going to turn that question around on you. Like, instead of blowjob, what should we call it? What, what would you name this, this feat, this act? This is, this is the intrepid question that I, that I don't feel as though I am brave enough to answer. I've tried to put it to the, to the populace and to the great thinkers at large, and no one has come up with, with a solution. Do you, do you, I am, I don't think I am a great enough mind to answer the question, what blowjob? Maybe on my deathbed, I will be wise enough to know I'll be there, hopefully of old age, sitting there coughing in a futuristic hospital bed, telling one of my disciples to lean in close and saying, Blowjob should be called Whisker-Tugs, and then I die. But until then, <laughs> I've been trying to find great minds like you to answer the question, well, what do you think it should be called if it should be renamed? Hmm. I'm thinking about it. And I don't really think job should be anywhere in there because, I mean, it's not a job unless you're getting paid for it, and I'm not paying nobody. <laughs> you know, so, hmm. The Good Deed? I mean, but that can be anything. anything, But it's a good start. Good start. Okay. Question three. We shouldn't take off hats indoors. Shouldn't take off hats indoors? We shouldn't take off hats indoors. Well, I'm kind of now in hindsight, I don't give a shit. But for the past 16 years, that was my philosophy because I was in the military. So I had to take off hats when I went indoors. (laughs) Why that's so interesting, and I rarely give insight on this, I don't take hats off indoors because it is a military practice. It specifically comes from knights taking off their shields. That's where the salute comes from. It's where taking hats off indoors comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Actually, it makes sense to me if you're a military man and that's your, your habit to take your hat off. And, and I would say that it's uh, I, as not being a, a military man, I think it's maybe an honor to be able to say I take my hat off indoors because you served. You know, for me, nobody has trusted me with any armor. Nobody cares if I salute because I'm not good enough to salute. Yeah. So, uh, uh, a scrub like me, what does it matter if I if I if I show respect, you know, to something like that? Whereas to you, you're in a prestigious position of being a soldier. It actually makes sense in terms of tradition and history. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
that, that, that actually hits right at the core of why I, I stopped doing it. Because I thought it was like, why, why? No, this has nothing to do. Like going into somebody's, you know, like into school or into somebody's house. It's like, what do you think your house is? <laughs> Who do you think I am? Yeah. Uh, but that's a really, you're the first person to say that. We've had other veterans on the show, but you're the first to say that. Um, uh, number four. Four, I think we're up to? Yes, sir. Polo shirts are not formal. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would say it depends on how you wear it. I mean, I believe they can. <laughs> to a wedding, would you wear a polo shirt? It depends on who gets married. <laughs> True enough, asked and answered. Um, number five. Why are people so resistant to sunglasses? Hmm. I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, I'm me. Do you wear sunglasses? Not really, because like I don't. I have a like sunglasses. I just. I have a hard time picking them out because, like, I don't, I can't find a specific style that will fit my head, or I feel that looks right on me. So I mm-hmm. kind of shy away from them. But like, if it's being in the military, being balls hot outside in the desert somewhere, yeah, I would put some on. I don't give a damn how they look, but it's a more of a protection <laughs> thing. <laughs> I will say this: there's two, there's two methods. One is. Uh, the, the the easier way, which is to say uh, 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 that no, that if you don't look in any sunglasses, just wear them and try and have the confidence to to pull them off. Just just think like it, it's like hearing your voice for the first time. Just be like, no, I don't look good in any of them, so I'm just going to wear whichever. Like you had to do in that scenario, and just go with the confidence of it that you look good in it. The other thing that I found, I don't know if you have a small head, maybe, which is what I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to, it took me a while to think. Women's sunglasses, if they're not so, you know, uh, uh, crazy, which some, some design towards women are sometimes smaller and they look better on, on a smaller man's head. And, and, and that was my, that's my hot tip of the week for any of you tiny headed people like me and Rob. Yeah, <laughs> um, I had to look at uh, number, number six. six. We're going to skip, we're going to skip some of these here and make this list a little shorter here. Why do doctors ask if we smoke? Uh, it depends on, um, I guess, whatever you came to see them for. If you got some uh, chest problems, uh, you know, shortness in breath. I mean, cigarettes. But they never ask it. That's not when they ask it. Is my point of this question. I'm trying to explain this to people. It's like, they just ask it whenever. Shouldn't they just be like, you should stop smoking? Hmm. No one should smoke? Well, I mean, I guess it's more like um, if you if they know you smoke right off the bat, I mean, they know certain things that they're going to look for when they're doing a test or analysis. I think this is a piece of groupthink that I have misinterpreted and everybody else is right. And that's why we do these surveys. Um, this is our most controversial question. Uh-oh. I hope you're ready. Get ready. I'm ready. Macaroni and cheese. Delicious. Should only be should only be made. At home and not bought in a restaurant. See, I mean, I'm kind of on the the fence with this one. Um, I've only eaten macaroni at home or at a you know a family setting or you know at somebody's house. I, I don't go out and eat people macaroni and cheese <laughs> like at a restaurant or nothing. Yeah, me neither. Because 
why the hell would I? Yeah. Uh, unless I got tricked into it. Yeah, and there's not too many <laughs> places I go to where they have macaroni on the menu. <laughs> oh, look closely. There are devils amongst you. Trust me. They are, they are out there. They do sell it in places. at, And the prices will make your head spin. Yeah. It's uh, been, I you guess, did? I guess the macaroni place. What's that? The macaroni bar? or what The macaroni grill? Yeah, macaroni, macaroni grill. grill. I'm not sure macaroni grills exist anymore. Do they? Good. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign of the times. Uh, you did number uh, 10 or 9. Uh, we'll call this number 10. All right. People should do slash enjoy more small talk. Um, I would say yes, but for me personally, um, outside of this podcast, and it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm at work or whatever, I just kind of tend to want to just go there, do what the fuck I got to do, and go home. And, you know, I I, I mm. would rather it be silence. Let me do my shit. Let me get it done. Let me get the fuck out of here. If you want to talk after work or before work gets started, that's fine. We can small talk then. But when we doing work, I'm I'm tending to tune people out because they're trying to hold conversations. And I ain't trying to hear that shit. And I'm just focused on what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, that's, a, that's a very interesting answer. I would have thought the reverse. Um, number 11, we should eliminate urinals. And I'm going to attend, amend this one. We should eliminate urinals and or invent a woman's urinal. Um, I believe a woman's urinal would be pretty cool because, I mean, a lot of women have this, the fear of public restrooms anyway, and they don't never sit on the seats. They kind of hover. So that for them to have like their own kind of urinal for them to take advantage of that technique, I think that would be cool. Um, getting rid of a men's urinal. I think we should get rid of specific urinals because I have a urinal that I use today at this establishment that I worked at. And this is a damn good urinal. It's urinal so damn good to the point to where I asked my wife, can I have a urinal in the house? And I was going to get this specific kind of urinal because it was a good urinal. It didn't get no droplets on me. It didn't have no spray back. I mean, it was a good urinal. (laughs) (laughs) I always make that point about children's urinals, which are always closer to the ground. And I go, why does the urinal, shouldn't all urinals be on the ground? Why do I want the pee closer to my hands? Yeah, because like those long ones that go all the way down to the floor or whatever, I mean, you get a lot of splash back on there. You get pee droplets and stuff on your shoes. Oh, you're saying the velocity. Yeah. The velocity of your urine coming down is much closer. That's a good point. That's a yeah. very good point. I'm, I brought this up in the, in the show before, but in the military, I know one of the only different pieces of gear that female soldiers are given as opposed to male soldiers is a device to allow them to urinate in the field standing up. Yeah, the is, little, is, that, is that correct? The little cup thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's part of the, the solution as well. Yeah. Um, that's more of a newer thing. Cause like, and then I can't really speak to it too much because I never really been in too many units to where they had lots of females or whatever. So, I mean, you know, I never heard of the thing, but later on in my career, when I was getting closer to the end, I started to hear about this thing and see this thing or whatever. Not see nobody use it, but, <laughs> but you know. Right. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully you don't see any of your, 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 your no. comrades. <laughs> You're an idiot. No, no, no. Um, uh, 
And this is the last one. And I and I I've been proven wrong on this before, but we'll see what you think. Swings are the only good thing on a playground. Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, <laughs> I can agree with that. I mean, having kids or whatever, you know, that's like if it's not the f- first thing they go to when they go to the park, it's the thing they spend the most time on while they're at the park. So I can agree with swings. And there's never, there's never enough, there's never enough swings. No. There's, there's always a, a, a waiting for swings is a horrible activity. Yeah. And see, and that kind of answers your question there. Cause like they got these big playgrounds with all these elaborate and intricate you know, pieces and everything. You can slide from this thing, then you can fly off like a Hot Wheels ramp and catch a thing and swing all the way over to this other side. But motherfuckers just want to go sit on the swing and <laughs> kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's that's it. That's it. That's that's all of them. So we can. I, I, you're happy happy to play that on your show. But when when you know when when uh, we're done recording here, shoot me that and we'll 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 shout you out when it plays on our show and. It's more incentive for people to listen to Let's Start a Cold Podcast to see how Rob's answers compare to other people's. I like that. I like that idea very much. Yeah. All right. Now that we got the questions and everything out of the way, we done got a feel for you as a person. I think you're pretty cool. You got a ferret, so that makes you extra cool. So uh, It does make me extra cool. Thank you for saying so. <laughs> yeah. So before we go ahead and uh, ride on out, uh, first of all, let me thank you for your time. And everything, of course. And tell everyone where they can find you on social media and, and all your projects that you're working on. I try not to do plugs that much. Just do it. Let's start a cold podcast. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I try not to do it. I want people. I want people to enjoy their podcast and switch to the. You know, once let's let's get to. The, we're at the end here. Let's get to the next one. And you go listen to back episodes of, of Rob's show. You don't need to hear me talking about where I am. You'll find me. I'm sure you will. I'm, I'm Mike Fallick. There's not a lot of other guys with that name. Uh, <laughs> let's start a cold podcast. Seriously, do it. And if you want to answer those questions, you know what? I'll do it this way since you're going to play the questions on the air. Mm-hmm. This is the one exception I'll make for wanting to do plugs. Because it's people do these plugs and they're boring. You know what I mean, Rob? I listen to these shows and, and I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of all podcasts right now. And they go, and you can do doobity doobity do And my doobity doobity do it. And it's like, it's the same thing. It's like brainwashing. So I try not to do plugs. But I'll say this for uh, your, your fa- it's a service I do to fans since I don't do plugs. But what I'll say here is this. If you want to answer those questions, you can find me on Twitter at Big Little Weasel, B-I-G-L-I-L Weasel, and if, if I will I will send you the questions, or if you've heard them here and you wanted to weigh in on one of them, and you shoot me audio, find me on Twitter, and I will I, and say I'm a fan. Only if you say you're a fan of Rob's will I extend this courtesy to you. <laughs> um, but if you do that, and you say I'm a fan of Rob's, I heard you on the show, I wanted to say swings are bullshit. I like slides, and I will play that clip of you saying so on the show. Damn, I, I like that. That's that's a good deal. That's a good compromise. <laughs> yeah, I try not to do play because well, who wants to hear that? They're already oh, it's so nice of them to be able to listen to my voice and to hear my my things and my random ramblings, as it were, as you so aptly coined your show, but. <laughs> You know, they've already done so much for me. And so why should I have to then have them listen to me talk about www.whogivesafuckingfuck.fuck? You know, 
It's they've done so much already. They shouldn't have them. They've already tuned in what I want them to tune in. Why should they tune in more? What am I going to post there that's any better than what I've said on this show? The answer is nothing. So there you go. <laughs> Man, you, you spun a yarn just then, and I was hooked the whole time. I was like, w- w- where is he going? <laughs> it was like a roller coaster. <laughs> It is like a roller coaster. That's what it's like talking to me. Yeah. But once again, man, uh, thank you for giving me your time. Uh, Thank you for being on the show. And as always, anybody that's been on the show once, the door is always open for you to come back for any reason whatsoever. Oh, thank you so much. I I absolutely would love that. Maybe you'll get to talk to Deepu. That's my co-host. He's a whole other fucking adventure. Oh, Oh, that guy. Point him this way. (laughs) I would... Oh, man, I would love to hear it. <laughs> He's an odd person to tangle with. If you, I'm hoping you'll listen to the show and hear, hear the reasons why. He's a, he's a very good guy. He's a great guy. But, right. boy, it would be an interesting conversation between the two of you. Okay, I'm down for that. All right. I, I, can, say, I can only say thank you so many times, so I'm going to make this my final time. Try, let's do one more. Rob, right. get on your knees. Grovel for me and okay. bow. Okay. Bring me some sort of animal sacrifice. Okay, all right. Um, I'm not gonna do goldfish, tarantulas, or hamsters. So, um, snakes because I don't like don't them motherfuckers. Care. There you go. I bring you a dead skinned snake and I lay it down at the altar of the phallic, not oh, the penis, you. but <laughs> oh, the snake shape works at the at the phallic altar. I like it within yeah. a theme here. Yeah, there you go and. I praise the master of the almighty ferret and <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, that might go on the next social media, next social media platform. I join, join master of the almighty ferret is going on there and I might quote you on it. <laughs> there you go. You got the audio for it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thank you. It's a All pleasure. It's a great show. All right. Thank you. And that was the almighty ferret master i gave him a snake sacrifice at the altar of the phallic not the penis so um yeah interesting character he had me hook line and sinker on his uh documentaries i'm gonna watch them all with my eyeballs and um probably get joshy lopez to transcribe the play-by-play on um <laughs> on the documentaries and everything so i can have some uh visual stimulant in word form I'm just making up a lot of stuff right now. But it was a pleasure to have Mike on as a guest. Um, look up his documentary, Spiders Will Eat Your Face. And as you heard from him, you can hear it for free. Well, hear it. You're going to hear it because video has audio. And you can be the video boss like uh, Derek Stoughton, who is the director of all operations as well. <laughs> but um, look him up. Big Little Weasel on Twitter. I'll have that in the show description. And um, yeah, man, let's uh, put a bow on this thing. I'm, I'm going to do plugs, which uh, he doesn't do, but I do them. So I'm going to plug all the things right now. Not my orifices, but my social media. You can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, you maybe want to talk about goldfish, tarantulas, uh, freaking ferrets. We could do that. Um, the show also has its own Twitter. You can follow the show at three R show. You can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find all things about the show. 
<laughs> ways you can help it grow monetarily if you choose to do that. And um, also, you can follow me on Instagram to where I walk the hollowed halls of Walmart doing all kinds of shenanigans and whatnot. And um, look forward to some um, video content coming soon. Um, I just got roped into putting on a wrestling performance with my kids. So I got to figure out how I'm going to do that shit because my oldest child is scary. My son is a little too rough. He probably hit me for real and we'd be fighting for real. And then the baby is just like so excited to do anything that she just kind of lose herself in the moment and just be like all giddy and laughing and shit. So maybe coming soon. Who knows? The future holds all the secrets. But um, that's it. Um, I'm a see you next time. Peace. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,